great. You are magnificent. You can do whatever you want to do in this world. Put your mind to it. Put your grind to it. And you can do it. Get up. Get out. Get this motivated. Is so much. Get backtrack i'm em i'm jay um that was get up get out by born dirty featuring jstlbby <laughs> just libby just just um <laughs> i think that's her instagram handle so that's probably like what's going on there but um the samples this like literally iconic video I'm sad because there's a part of the video that isn't in the song where she says, don't let anybody distract you from your grind time, prime time. Which is definitely the best part. Um, <laughs> it's just such a good video. It's so like, motivational. She has these like tiny sunglasses and the angle is just so perfect. It's a wonderful video and I've watched it so many times, which is why I was like, is this for real? When I heard like the first you on this <laughs> fucking track and then the thank loop and I was like, is this... Is this what's happening right now? Yeah, it's definitely like the pump up tune that I needed in for this episode that we have coming up, which is like a thick boy episode. How many albums is it? Like Thir- literally, I 13? think 13 albums came out. <laughs> I don't even want to, I can't, like that number freaks me out. But anyways, so yeah, we're back from a week hiatus and there has been a lot that has happened. So we're going to actually like adopt this strategy where we sort of like do a highlight reel and then we put like a bunch of sort of honorable mention songs in the playlist. So we're just going to have to like see kind of like how this plays out. But first, just kind of like a life recap. Um, This weekend, I got to go see Maxwell Brass Tracks and Grandmaster Flash at 1015 Folsom. And it was a crazy show because Maxwell is like this person I know like from just a couple songs on SoundCloud, like kind of a cool hip-hop-esque smooth producer. Brass Tracks, I like fucked up and they were at the Independent earlier this year, which is the venue that's like two blocks away from me. And I was like, I didn't see it until I was literally passing the Independent day of and it was like Brass Tracks sold out. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Also, their tour for yesterday that this whole thing was part of was literally called the For Those Who Missed It tour and I was like wow that's accurate um but I got to see them and they were very very hype I don't really understand how Ivan Jackson who's the guy who plays trumpet he like doesn't I feel like most people like have two hands on the trumpet I don't play trumpet so like I don't really understand the mechanics yeah but there was a point where he was like playing trumpet with one hand and an actual like mini Moog synth with the other hand and that was just like, okay, fuck you, dude. How are you playing trumpet so well and also playing your fucking synth? <laughs> like, you're insane. Um, I also didn't realize this, but he for sure looks like Justin Timberlake. Like, a little bit. Like, just a little. I think <laughs> Maybe he was, it was the hat. Yeah, he was wearing, like, a strong hipster hat. Like, those, like, big flat brim ones. But, yeah. And then Grandmaster Flash was crazy because it was, like, this, ex- like, history of hip-hop sort of live show where he like took you through all the boroughs of New York and like explained what turntablism was and scratching and he honestly he kind of sounded like an angry grandpa because he was like back in the day there was no Facebook no Twitter no studios no CDJs no tractor no Serato just this and it was like a mic and like whatever you know it's like yeah and it and it's hard for me to conceptualize 
what that was like. So it was a, just a cool set to see like the person who invented it, like talking, like it would be really annoying if someone was like, people think hip hop was in the eighties, but it was actually in the seventies. But like, because Grandmaster Flash invented it, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, you can say that. And then he like made us listen to all these seventies songs and like until the really iconic loop came, you know, it was very like, yeah, it's like what we do to each other. Where it's like, you need to listen to this. It's important that you know this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he had like a half an hour long slideshow about like people in the hip hop community who are like no longer with us, but we're so important. He's like, we need to remember these people like they contributed so much. Like it just was cool that even though Grandmaster Flash is like known for sampling and like looping and like taking bits and pieces of other songs, he felt it was important that we knew where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, and fully, it wasn't even like Notorious B.I.G. was like a dope rapper. It was like Easy <laughs> e was like the son of a postal worker and grade school teacher. Like I was like actually learning about these people. One guy, I forget who, like had all these like post-doctorate like classes that he took. I was like, dude, this man's like academic. Like, that's a lot of degrees, bro. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it was amazing. I fully stayed at 1015 Folsom for like four and a half hours and regretted none of it. What? Um, so that's not the only concert that we went to because, you know, also yesterday we went to Sophie. Yes, we did see Sophie. I would feel like that's like the opposite of Grandmaster Flash. Like Grandmaster Flash like invented turntablism or not like the opposite, but it's like the very, very beginnings and like 3000 years in the future. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I think maybe it was because I was like coming off of having spent like almost five hours at a club the previous night. She played a 40-minute set, and I was fully unprepared when it was over. I was, like, just getting into it, and then I, and then everyone was like, one more song. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, no, it was weird, because, like, I didn't... She had played a show in L.A. that was, like, apparently kind of wild for multiple reasons uh, the day before. And everyone was like, she was, like, kind of out of her mind, like, whatever, whatever. And, and like, she, like, said that. There's, like, clips of her just, like... Her and Zeph Montana literally, like, laying on the floor. Sophie just, like, talking into the mic with her auto-tune still on. It's Just kind of like an outrageous show. And then, like, the one that was yesterday, she, like, didn't speak any words at all. And then would kind of, like, walk off the stage and then, like, kind of two minutes later, like, come back on the stage. I wasn't sure if there were, like, sound issues or if it was, like, part of the show yeah but that's also because there was like a little bit of a technical difficulty in between in in, like in the middle of one of the songs yeah but based on like how it went in LA there was also technical or like quote quote technical difficulty so now it's like is that part of like the aesthetic yeah I don't know who who knows okay also the other thing was that like before we went to the show like Kim like I Kim Petras tweeted like I'm in San Francisco like hit me up like what should I do or whatever and everyone was like so is Sophie bringing you out for the concert or what? Which would have been wild. Because, like, there are several songs that are unreleased that they have worked on together, like It's Your Life and And, we and Sophie stop. played It's Your Life, and so, which yeah. was very satisfying. And <laughs> she didn't get brought on stage, but I later looked at Kim Petras' Instagram story and she was there. Oh, what? She was there, but she was on the balcony level. And we were on the floor. Remember literally when I was like, if you want to get a good view of the show, you would go to the balcony level. And you were like, no, because Sophie interacts with the crowd sometimes. So it's better if we stay on the floor. And And Sophie didn't speak and Kim Petras was on the balcony. So. (sighs) Okay, you're right. But sometimes she does. And sometimes she does do crazy shit like lie on the floor. (laughs) 
and we would have gotten a great view of that from the balcony but whatevs anyways so that happened it was honestly like it was a good show it was just like short and like very different from the one in LA but I still was like excited that we went uh I would like to say that uh Sophie's on Sophie did have like three or four new unreleased songs one of which sounded kind of like Stara and I've real and that one was like oh, the was that catchiest. the lucky 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 boy? Yeah, that yeah, one was yeah, so yeah. good that one was so cool um and then there's that other one that was like kind of ballady that sounded like maybe it was Mo or something have Who they knows? ever collaborated Mo or are you- yes uh Nights With You is oh yeah Sophie Cashmere Cat Benny Mo, Blanco yeah. I forgot about that you right. Um, but yeah. Now we actually, are we doing it? Are we moving on to like the bulk of yeah. music that we Here have? Here we go. Um, Brace yourself. I know. Oh, the other thing that we're going to do is we're actually going to skip like very ubiquitous things like the Silk City Dua Lipa song or like Logic's new single or like Noah Cyrus's. Oh my God. Did you hear the Noah Cyrus and Gallant song though? Isn't that song like about like Lil Xan or something? Yeah, I know. It was like a really good sort of like Adele ballad. And then I realized it was literally about Lil Xan. And then I was like, oh boy. Um, Moving on. New singles. This is actually like low key not new, but Spotify decided that it hated me and didn't want to show me any cool songs by artists that I have. Like, what's the point? (laughs) What's the point of following an artist if you don't actually see their new releases? Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't get it. I think it's so that they can make their, like, recommending Holy system. Holy fucking shit. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, so what I was gonna say is that Love Sad Kid came out with three new singles on, like, August 18th, which is basically a month from now. Like, it was, like, a month earlier. And I fucking love Peachy. And I'm gonna play a bit of it now. All right, that's what I was going to say. And then I fucking went to search for Love Sad Kid and there's another goddamn new song that Spotify hid from me. So I think there's only one option, which is for me to just weekly check Love Sad Kid's Spotify page. And I think we need to listen to this song now. Yeah, okay. Is this the part where we just have a candid reaction to this? I think so. I really hope it's good. It's going to be awkward if it's not. It's three whole minutes, so I'm already pretty into it. Although Peachy and Woe and Vinyl, the other three singles that were released a month ago, mm-hmm. were fully crossing that one minute and 50 second mark, which I was pretty happy about. But this one is called Window Shop, and let's just see what happens. Baby, we don't need no windows up. Let your head down, girl, let's just cruise. I love it. <laughs> I literally already love it. It's so cute. I don't know this is some panning oh yeah the panning it's it's going hard okay so we're gonna turn it down because we can't literally just play the full song but we are gonna listen to the rest of it and it's gonna be turned down (laughs) okay we just finished listening it was wonderful i love it i'm so happy I can't believe it. I can't believe I was about to go on a tirade about how Spotify didn't show me those three singles. And then there was another one that it just like it happened again. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that actually might have released like like this morning or some shit. Because I like remember like at least like maybe like a day ago looking up Peachy and like it was it that was the most recently released Mm. thing. So, okay, maybe fine. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, that's fine. I get it. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I feel like I really, really like Love Sad Kids rhymes. I feel like they're very clever 
you know, like at no point is Love Sad Kid trying to like rap really fast and then rhyme cat with hat. Yeah. You know, each thing is very intentional and it gives me a lot of like Toby Lou sort of vibes, mellow, synths kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's just very cute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the three singles are great and now I'm very excited because Window Shop is great. And yeah, wow, what a like wonderful unexpected thing to happen um also the oh my's came out with an album last week it was very so the oh my's are a very smooth chicago r&b group i can't tell if they're like loosely associated with save money collective or not um but saba and chance the rapper are featured on a couple songs and they like blend in very well and they're great i definitely enjoyed the album but i thought it was like too smooth at parts kind of like it camouflaged into like whatever I was doing too well such that I had to listen to it like a a bunch of times before I felt like I had actually heard every song on the album yeah you know what I mean yeah um but that said it's great like ambient chill mellow beautiful music and I really like their use of guitar um album so Ryan Hemsworth came out with a new single, which I was really excited to hear was like going to happen because it is featuring Tomagugugu. Um, I think that the song is actually really cool uh, because it follows the same kind of vibes as like Four Seasons, which was my favorite like um, recent recent release, yeah. like Ryan Hemsworth single. Mm-hmm. And I was like a little bit. I know now that he's releasing an album next week, but uh, the last single that he released before this one was the one with Joji, and it was, like, super, like, chill and mellow, and I was like, this is a great song, but, like, where's that Four Seasons shit? (laughs) So, like, (laughs) and so that's what this is, and I want to play it for you because I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Tomogogogo parts of it. So like Tomogu's Tomogu's thing Woody is sense. like this like uh, wood block kind of thing. I like when you come around. I like this like dance hall vibe. Yeah, so like it's weird that like it's like kind of reinterpolated in like a more like some kind of thing that would go more with like steel drums. You know like yeah. Wow, this is great. Yeah, so Tomo Hugo's thing is like those woody synths and maybe like like wind chimey kind of things. Yeah. Which is interesting because normally his style is like extremely cutesy. Like cutesy, mm, cutesy. Um, which is good still. Which is, like, which and is it's catchy, great. Yeah. And we, we love that shit from time to time. Um, but like, I was just like, not what I was expecting from a feature from him and just like it came out in like the best kind of way um other things that came out Ju, like I guess just like released the rest of Ringo's Desert you mean uh Quentin Tarantino Desert Rave <laughs> what did we call <laughs> my it? Western Rave Western Rave um yeah so I guess like I kind of thought it was just like Ringo's Desert part one was just like I don't even know the whole thing I was just like whatever I had bigger questions than why there was there part one, you know, like there part one was like the least of my concerns there, but apparently it actually was just like the first part of an album. And Ju really pulled like a reverse yellow claw by withholding all of the best songs until the rest of the album came out. So I was like very pleasantly surprised by that. I really liked, um, love that hurts and 
Drowning, which is kind of like a fun slow jam. Um, so yeah, also Amber Mark and Drum came out with a song, Put You On, and Lando Chill and Swansuit have a song called De Vapor, and it just sounds really cool. Like, it's just an interesting, like, sounds to listen to, so I liked that. Um, and then Kay Trinata has an edit of the Lou Phelps song, Come Inside, and little so fun little known fact lou phelps and kay trinata are siblings which i didn't know also uh young ma has a new single wallen uh skylar spence put out a double single um carousel and cry wolf which is like his like return to like releasing music after his uh debut album which was in like 2016 or something i think it was 2016 um very very good album um anyways swick has a new single decisions which is featuring coda banks if you want some like fun like bubbly club vibes we really love coda banks on this cast well yeah she's the new like fun pop singer of nlv records Mm -hmm. and nlv records is my go-to for bubbly club also rel um who's like a jersey club producer came out with a single in internal sunshine i literally had to like do that really carefully because every time that i look at it i think it says eternal sunshine of the spotless mind (laughs) (laughs) um but it's called internal sunshine it's interesting because it reminded me a lot of like the 2015 like future bass vibes because there are like a lot of like fun high toned like vocal splicings yeah so it's like a fun fun little track the other thing i wanted to show you was this song by um kiddo and deco cool chill names um i think i've listened to a couple of songs by kiddo okay great then you honestly know more than me but i like found this song and then i was like it's catchy as fuck but it's called drunk and i miss you and i'm just gonna play it right now because it's a lot okay listen to this bass that note was so weird and at first i like hated it that one right there listening to the bass yeah that like last minor chord yeah i was like what the fuck is that thing doing and then i like kept listening to the song and it was like so interesting that i found myself like looking forward to when it happened i was like where's that weird ass note like play it again (laughs) feels weird feels so weird It's like almost detuned, but it's like also just core note is different. Anyway, then this guitar riff comes in and it's just like such a fun time. Like there's definitely like a little bit of bananas and avocados right in oh, that yeah, drunk no, and I miss like you some, part. Some, it's actually... What's interesting is that my first thought wasn't as much bananas and avocados as it was like just sounding like Mo. Yeah, but Mo is more like nasally. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is like more like gritty. This is more like Rin Weaver esque. Okay, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was like, this is just a really fun, catchy song. You know, just like for that like pre game pre pre game vibes. Slash when you're trying to get ready in the morning and you're like, okay, gotta wake up. Playing a (laughs) pump-up tune. (laughs) Do you want to hear a cursed thought that I just had? Not really. Okay. I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) When you said gotta wake up, 
I like <laughs> No, don't do it. <laughs> gotta have my full gotta have cereal. I knew it. Stop it. <laughs> oh wow. That was really That was a bad throwback. That was a bad throwback. Okay, things that are way more beautiful than Arca Music Factory, which by the way produced Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> I know way too much about this. Um, okay, focusing. The Blaze came out with an album called Dance Hall. It is not dance hall. It is like house of 2018. And it is so, so beautiful. Like, it's very much in like the electronic realm of things. Kind of probably somewhat of a descendant of trance a little bit. Um, It's like these two cousins, Guillaume and Jonathan, and they're both music producers and film directors. So they are much I feel like they consider the blaze to be more of like a project a mixed medium project you know how like clean bandit was like we liked making music videos and then we made music for our videos and then that's how we started yeah I feel like they similarly are like both music producers and film directors in the same like caliber and in the same like magnitude I think Sophie used to do sculpture before she did music too. yeah so I think like that really comes through and I think like I'm just gonna play a little bit of heaven just to give you a sense of like what the album is kind of like yeah see it has this kind of like pitched down vocal that's very like pensive and ethereal and very like Amtrak-esque yeah yeah and it creates like a very intense soundscape and then like drums come in that really give it this kind of like galloping flow you know oh my god you know what this reminded me of what eyes by cascade see that's what i'm saying though it's like in the realm of house this is yeah. like where i want house to go this is the direction that i want it to go in yeah um and so yeah i just think it's very beautiful very like easy to listen to even if you're not like the type of person who's been listening to house for a really long time it's just like wonderful you know it's like good driving music good working music good laying in your bed thinking about the state of your life music good you know there's just all these good circumstances (laughs) the only things that I ever do (laughs) those are my activities what do you like to do for fun (laughs) Um, but what else happened? So TK Miza came out with an EP called Last Year Was Weird Volume 1. It was. So, it was weird. It up. Um, and you might know about TK Miza because she has this song called uh, Switch Lanes, produ- which is produced by Paces. And it has this really cool animated music video that premiered on, the, on uh, Adult Swim. And that was like a while ago. Maybe like 2014, 15. But... What's interesting about this EP is that it feels like a lot of a bigger flip from uh, her last big release, which was her premiere album TK, um, which was more like a bundle of like fun singles that like kind of kept up the same energy as like her previous singles, Mm -hmm. like Switch Lanes and uh huh. Just like upbeat type of stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so like this EP was felt like a lot more like cute and like introspective and like soulful and like more of like a no name ish way mm-hmm. which we're gonna talk about later but like so there's... many albums so little time <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of funny because the last single that she released was flexin 
which like oh yeah that was less like that yeah but flexin is still on this ep yeah um so it just kind of like has that like little like spike in the energy and then it like goes back down and she's just like just a nice like subtle that's how i felt about the black album another album that we'll get to but switch was like an earlier released single and it provided this like nice spike of energy yeah as well um so just like get across the vibes that are like coming off i wanted to play one of the songs that i think is like my favorite and i keep on going to mostly because i'm a sucker for really cute intros like the song itself is just like really cute she has like a lot of fun lines on it um but just gonna play that Hold up a lot of apologias and said I'm getting a bunch of beers. Cooked up a cake and it wanna pee. Assemble my soul like I'm from IKEA. But yeah, so it's like cool that she has like a chiller style in this EP, but she still keeps some of her like fun energy in like the lines that she says. Like there's one that where she says, I'm bad and bougie, you and me are not amigos. Which is like God. fun. Um but also just like the beginning of the song being like assemble my soul like i'm from ikea and that one part where she goes ha 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 (laughs) that's true (laughs) i love that part (laughs) (laughs) what is the other thing that you like is that is like a weird laugh oh my god it's the young thug when he's like (laughs) (laughs) you're so weird that was a really good replica of that (laughs) so fucking weird um okay but kind of like riffing off the sort of gospel-y vibes in the intro of that song masego came out with an album and I literally didn't know about it until like kind of like yesterday, basically. No, that's not true. Okay, whatever. You're- this morning, it's fine. <laughs> um, but it's so good. It's kind of like this candid exploration of how he currently feels about women. Like, there are some points where he's like, oh, I don't want to commit, whatever. There's, like, 24-hour relationship with what sounds like literally Kehlani. I, like, looked at the credits, and I, like, just doesn't really say anything, but, like, it sounds exactly like Kehlani, so I'm just putting that out there. Interesting. And, uh, but then there are other points where he talks about, like, how he wants, like, women who are strong and driven and amazing, and, like, so it has, like, a nice theme and concept and there's like nuanced takes even within the lyrics but then the production is just like so so cool so i'm just gonna play i had a vision because i really like that one silk is also an amazing intro and i am such a sucker for good album intros but anyways here's i had a vision so i love the like bass drums here and then the little like cute brass walks or maybe it's a saxophone i think like this is so nice yeah. uh. um so yeah the album kind of like continues on that vibe it's very like slow jam ish but there's a lot of rhythmic like percussion that keeps the energy up i also really loved queen things it's with this girl like tiffany something and masego but she's like queer and masego is masego and they're talking about how much they love women and it's wonderful love that shit um, but yeah, it's a wonderful album. I really liked it. And I guess I kind of should have known that there was going to be an album coming out, seeing as that time that I did that Masego backtrack, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go see Masego in concert, which typically implies that there's going to be an album for which there is a tour. Yeah. And That's like, you, you know me, I'm n- every day. Yeah. Every I never hour. know when albums are fucking coming out like that much we've established. <laughs> so like, <laughs> whatever. 
yeah. everyone listen to it it's so delightful um and now for an ep that i actually got like so fucking hype about because it's unique ntt the artist of oh course my God. <laughs> you know that i love unique but tt the artist is baltimore club and unique is jersey club and the ep is called club queens what a like amazing combination and now everyone knows that because we literally talked about the baltimore club queens i know yeah which is like great and it's like super fun because like the songs both have like there's a couple of songs that are like very distinctly baltimore and there are some songs that are very distinctly jersey like freaking in the club is like a lot more like baltimore club uh there's literally a line in that song where she's like he's like nice got a little bit of be more tang which is fun and I also, love when people like call out like where they're from. Like on the No Name album, there's a line where she talks about like someone moving to Wicker and it's like a sort of like upscale, gentrified Chicago neighborhood. And yeah. it's like such a nice shout out for the people who are actually from there. Like yeah. that or like a thing that they would understand that's uniquely they're like, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and also just like the like energy that like is brought on that EP is just so sick. Cause like both of them are, like, talking on all the tracks and have these fun call-outs, like, uh, unique being, like, East Coast be the place, like, Club Queens tearing it up. And it's, like, this just has such good energy. Mm-hmm. And Vaseline fucking slaps. Um, I would play it. But you literally already made me listen to it, like, a zillion times, so we're not playing it. We've got to, we've got to keep going. <laughs> but, yes, it is really fucking catchy. Um, anyway, okay, now I kind of actually feel like we're mostly caught up from last week, but then, like, so much shit came out this past week that I feel like you sort of missed because you were traveling too much. Yep. So, I guess I'll just give, like, a very quick rundown. (laughs) Stay with me, San Francisco. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I didn't even explain that. At the Grandmaster Flash concert, he was, like, so hyping up the crowd. Like, he'd be like, somebody put your hands in the air. And he has, like, a very thick, like, Bronx accent. But he all, like, but everybody says, like, put your hands in the air. The thing that I think was kind of unique is he would constantly be like, stay with me, San Francisco. Like, he would be talking about, like, all these different people. He'd be like, now, stay with me, San Francisco. We only had the turntables. Stay with me, San Francisco. (laughs) Easy E. Stay with me, San Francisco. Uh-oh, 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 stay with me, San Francisco. And then he would, like, go to the next beat. And then he would also, like, co- like he would, like, let you know when he was going to switch beats. He'd be like, and here comes the break. Here comes the break. Here it comes. And then it would change. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Anyways, he would always say, stay with me, San Francisco. And now I really want to, like, say it in my life constantly. <laughs> so stay with me, San Francisco. Um... Odessa came out with a new single called Loyal. They're back. Love Odessa. Free Lunch came out. Wale and J. Cole. I love supporting DC rappers, so I fucking love Wale. This is a great EP. Both of these people are very, like, nuanced and deep, and they think about their impacts a lot. They are talking about important things. And so, like, to see them work together is really cool. The production... What's up? Real quick sidebar. Yeah. That one time that Wale was like, it's Wale. It's Wale. (laughs) <laughs> what are you on, talking about no on that fucking song that he has called saint laurent with uh with skrillex and fucking um dj slank oh that's fucking hilarious i love when rappers shout out people who aren't other rappers 
He like goes, when fucking or when uh what's his name is like steve aoki yeah. <laughs> lil yachty oh yeah lil yachty <laughs> anyways okay it's a very good ep and i think production wise it's a little bit more on the side of wale rather than j cole but j cole actually did produce their uh, my boy freestyle which i really like it's fun it's bouncy they're just so fucking good you know the instrumental kind of sounds like that go shawty it's your birthday song by 50 cent um what else Lainey has like a triple single but the first two already came out so they basically just have a single single and it's called thick and thin which is kind of fun uh saint of we're calling it a triple single because it's not a double <laughs> single but it four is more like an ep yeah so it's a triple <laughs> it's single. a triple single um saint of oc and jacob banks have a song called be good to me um saint of oc is this fun soulful singer who was on that younger song that Kaigo remixed and uh hard times like hard time forgetting you know like yeah I just wanted to hear you do that yeah it sounds a little bit better when she does it (laughs) okay moving on I kind of feel like Jacob Banks has a very cool like bank of instruments including this kind of like fun electric guitar synthy sound which makes an appearance and be good to me that I really like um and then another song that I feel personally feel you would shit <laughs> you did that we can't use our own equipment yeah, it's always you <laughs> okay i'm just gonna play it and i think you're gonna like it it kind of reminds me of like a charlie xcx yeah no i was about to say that i was like this intro is kind of charlie yeah but it's like a little bit more mainstream pop. Like Charlie XCX is a little bit more metallic, I want to say. Yeah, I feel like that's mostly a product of Sophie and PC Music. Or like AG Cook. Yeah, or yeah, PC Music. Wait, I'm just going to play the, like the chorus is just so catchy that I'm just going to let it go. You know what it's it not is. that she can't stop crying on the dance floor it's that she can't stop crying on the dance floor. exactly that's <laughs> i was like that's the that's <laughs> the reason why it's charlie-esque is because she says can't and because she like does that thing where her voice just goes up yeah 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 so this is like xylo or x-y-l-o with the little like cross thing in it yeah and i feel like i see i think it's like a duo i feel like i see them produce or like come out with songs a good amount, but they're usually like slower and more like pensive type of vibe. So I was like very excited for this fun, cool, like bubblegum pop-esque song. And it's very catchy. And it kind of reminded me of that Clementine and the Galaxy song that you played a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. And then the other thing that I really need to show you that I'm not sure that you're ready for um, is this Mariah Carey song. You know who Mariah Carey is, right? Okay, that was, like, literally insulting. Okay, I just, like, sometimes... Like, you didn't know who E-40 was. Okay, but E-40 does not have a song that plays literally every Christmas or every, like, fucking November the day after I know, but Mariah Carey is more than All I Want for Christmas is You, I know, but, like, E-40 doesn't have a song that, like, will perpetually be everywhere for about two months. Just wait. He he may have a Christmas album coming. You don't fucking know. <laughs> God, that would be fucking lit. I would love that. Uh, like a hyphy-ass Christmas album. I mean, he's had 25. Maybe one of those is a Christmas album. Yeah, maybe we should do a little digging. Anywho, 
This is the song I you're not ready. You're sure this is Mariah Carey? No, this is lit literally like there it is. Why is she here? I know, it's so weird. I know, literally. But here's the best oh, part is like I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the chorus, okay? Because it's just like so outrageous. Okay, I think we're getting right here. <laughs> what? <laughs> literally that's just the chorus. It's Sorry, just this. What? Like that's it. That's it. There's nothing else. Okay, so let's be clear. So here's the background. Porter Robinson. Remember when I was like, this is the four-year anniversary of Worlds. Worlds was such an important album for like the entire electronic music community. Like Worlds had this amazing like soundscape and like world building and everyone was so like impacted by it and it has so much conceptual meaning and like each thing is so well thought out like la-di-da. The last song on that album is literally about like a small little, what would you say, like vocaloid robot oh cute yeah thing. it's like a it's like a distorted like vocaloid voice that is basically talking about like a person who has to like end the world but it's, it's like, like fine the world but is ending and it's, it's like, like thank it gets you reset i'll say goodbye something. to yeah and it's just like so here's the song okay? which is like of course like hauntingly beautiful after this like extremely emotional like experience of an album and then it's like over and then it's just like talking about it's like it's okay it's, it's like though it's the reset, end of the world the like don't blame album, yourself and then the album starts over and if it's true i'll surround you and give light to a world like it or is it give love to a world no it's give light to a yeah, world give light to a world there you go and it's so like and i love this like this like six eight time it's so interesting for electronic music again like so it's, it's when that drop hits it's like literally so intense people like cry i cry sorry I, who is people it's me it's both of us <laughs> that was my friend that, like who the cries? emotional like impact of that specific song like holy fuck anyways so it's just so fucking funny that the song is now why like how about you get the fuck out <laughs> Which is outrageous because it's such an iconic like thing, and then it's just Mariah Carey being like, "I bet you get the fuck out," <laughs> like outrageous. Although what I will say that I don't think you know, and I actually didn't know until kind of or like while I was sort of researching and like what I was even gonna say about this, Mariah Carey actually has been like a vocalist for a good amount of pretty iconic house producers like David Morales and stuff, who's produced oh. for like Aretha Franklin, like Michael Jackson. Okay. So this is actually not like the first time she's ever like dipped herself into the electronic music scene. However, that's an outrageous choice, you know, like yeah. to be like, I think I'm going to sample Goodbye to a World by Porter Robinson about a small baby robot saying goodbye to their world. Is he like in the featuring line or something? Uh, or like or did you just so. be like, "Oh, new Mariah Carey single, what the fuck?" I literally was like, "New Mariah Carey single, what the fuck?" Spotify sent me an email. You know how they sometimes do that where they're like, "Whatever this person came out or where this no. person came out with an album." Whatever. Spotify sometimes sends me emails. They'll be like, "J Balvin's Vibras like album has come out." Yeah. But they sent me an email being like, "Mariah Carey saying goodbye to the haters," and I was like, "Ah, oh, Mimi, I'll take a listen." <laughs> and then I was like, "What?" It was not chill. It was zero chill. So anyway, that's GTFO new single by Mariah Carey and Porter Robinson, I guess. <laughs> 
Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I did actually listen to some singles. Uh, for example, I guess I'm the person who always listens to Sierra now because <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the new single, Dose, which was fun. And I, I will say that I really love drumline songs, but I listened to this and I was like, hmm, well, this sounds like Who Run the World mixed with We're All in This Together from High School Musical. <laughs> wow, cats sing along. Well, like, there is a part where they, like, literally have, like, a straight-up drumline, like, breakdown in the middle of that song, you know? Yeah. And the in the cover art, it has, like, the, like, block letter, like, letterman jacket kind of... Oh, like, so it's on purpose. ...word for dose. So yeah, maybe maybe She's we just really channeling are those vibes. all in this together. We're all in it together. Um, yeah. Besides that, uh, Lamaitra came out with a new uh, single called "Big." Um, Yumi Zoma has a new single that has a lot more like male vocal like interplay, which I really like because a lot of the times they just have their female vocalists doing a lot of the lead stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the uh, "Let Me Know." Or I guess LMK is how it's formatted. But let me know what's really good remix by Kalela. And that shit is featuring Princess Nokia, Jungle Pussy, Cupcake, uh, and this other person, Miss Boogie. Um, I already knew about Princess Nokia because like, she had that really cool album. She's on um, Wish You Would with Mickey Blanco, which is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. banger. Um We've already talked about Cupcake. Jungle Pussy is a friend of Leaf and has been featured on some songs with Leaf. So I don't think that's... we've talked about Leaf before on the podcast, but Leaf is like a dope-ass rapper. Oh, really? Have we not? I don't think so. We might have mentioned him in the context of yeah, other yeah, like yeah, rappers. Yeah. but um, And then Miss Boogie. I didn't know who they were before, but their verse was pretty cool, so I'm going to be looking into that. Also, Cut My Lips has returned with a new single called Tate. Uh, Cut My Lips is one of those uh, secret songs artists. I have to say it, I guess, at least once per episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are the singles that I listen to. That's literally it. Good to, good to, good to hear. I guess it's back to me. Uh, Phil Good, who is a rapper, has a song called Be Somebody. I really liked Growing Up um, by him, so I'm pretty happy to hear from this dude. He has some like relatable, semi-raw shit, and I kind of dig it. Also, there's like a interesting scratched up vocal splicing that I think is kind of interesting and like not the typical use of that effect um and then also Harrison has a new song called Your Girl featuring Ralph Ralph had like a fun like set of singles um earlier in the year one of them was like Tables Have Turned and Weather very like 80s 90s pop type of thing Mm -hmm. and Harrison I feel like I have a bunch of songs like in iTunes from Harrison and then they're like not on Spotify and I was sad about that oh yeah so I'm like excited for this more official looking release and it's so fucking catchy wait I'm gonna play like a little bit of it Those little like dust it off, baby girl. It's like so cute. And it's just such a fun like concept. You know, it's so cute. 
Mm -hmm. so wonderful. So I'm very excited that Harrison's like on Spotify these days. I mean, like Harrison's album is there from like 2016, but like in terms of those like fun little releases from earlier. Yeah. Um, Okay, albums that came out. I guess we'll start with the Major Lazer Afrobeats mixtape with All My Life on it. I really like the way Major Lazer does this type of like mixtape thing and also the way that they attribute where their sounds actually come from. You know, like I think it's cool that they are like, these are beats coming out of Africa. Like this is a video that was filmed in Lagos, Nigeria. This is, you know, like, it's yeah. very, and there's, like, a South African director, like, they have tour dates in South Africa, Malawi, Kenya, Uganda, Ethiopia, like, they actually, like, they're not, like, oh, yeah, one time I, like, went to this place, and then I made a song that sounds exactly like the stuff I heard, and I am not attributing it whatsoever, goodbye, <laughs> thank you. You know, like, I think it's cool that they yeah. are, and, like, I think profits from one of their tours or some of their concerts or something they're like working with a foundation yeah. that like is preventing poaching like they're yeah, fully like into like it. bringing on like the features on the yes on there are also like yeah african like babes Ludumo, yeah who is also in the black panther album on redemption mm-hmm. i fucking love that song yeah no i think it's it's very cool that they i think like the one thing that i sort of wish i wish they were like this song is from like molly this song is from yeah but to kind of like dispel the whole like africa monolith thing however i like this trajectory i like this idea good job and the mixtape is like it's like 30 minutes but it's very catchy also we said this before no name released an album it's called room 25 I think I mistakenly said it was coming out the 25th of September, but it's I did that because it's called oh, Room 25. Oh, that makes sense. Whatever. I just never know when albums are coming out. It's fine. <laughs> um, I really, really liked it. I thought it was very beautiful. Yeah, no. It was it was amazing. Um, I, like, m- listened to it, like, fully, like, multiple times. Um, and I think that it's the kind of thing where you, you just need to listen to it over and over again. Like, it's just so dense. Like, she says so many like things Mm -hmm. that like every time like every time it's beautiful and every time you get like a little bit more out of it yeah I mean it's a lot like like, she started out as a spoken word artist and I think that kind of comes across a lot where like each line there is so much going on with what she is saying and what she isn't saying yeah like she makes a lot of use of those the way that the silence like plays with the words and like the almost explicitly articulated ideas Mm -hmm. you know like she doesn't say like this song is about law but it's like she'll say the idea that almost gets there and then you get it but she doesn't have to say it that's very common in spoken word type of thing um i consider her in the same tier as j cole where like j cole is such a good storyteller that you can't like if you cut off a j cole song halfway through you literally just have half a song. You know, like, you can't interpolate what's going to happen in the rest of the song. Yeah, Like, yeah. you kind of, you can, like, sort of do that with a lot of, like, whatever, like, pop songs that are just like, like, let's the dance first or whatever. Is the same yeah. thing. It's the second part, yeah. But, like, you, all these verses are so dense and they talk about different things and go from different perspectives to other perspectives that, like, you just have to listen to everything all the way through. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. And, um... I think she does a very, very good job. In Telephone, it was a lot of like storytelling from this 
kind of like godlike position of like looking down at her city and like talking about stories that may have happened to people in the community that yeah, you know yeah. sort of like vignettes I guess that kind of makes sense because it was all these different like telephone conversations that she has had or mm-hmm. like but I think this one was more um direct you know like she's just talking and it sounds amazing and it's very impactful but it's just a different kind of angle to come at it with yeah yeah um for example like window I thought was a really intimate look at her experience in a relationship but then she also is able to speak in other songs about literally like obesity and heart disease you know she covers a lot of like large population level problems as well as her own individual thoughts and I feel like she brought those together really well um but yeah it's so good she has this sort of like playful bounciness to her own self like she's just in a stable spot it seems like with her production and flow yeah it's great I think that's actually what stood out to me the most was the production. Yeah, yeah. And just a round of applause for uh, the drummer, whose name is Luke Sangerman. He absolutely killed it on every song, especially With You. With You, like the drums, at least to me, really, really stood out. Yeah. Aces probably was my favorite song, uh, mostly probably because I just really like Smino. Um, I think there was that one song with like Monty Booker that Smino had. Mm -hmm. That's why I remember. Oh, that company song? Yeah. That's really good. It was also produced by Felix, who executive produced Room 25. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, wow. Yeah. Amazing album. Um, She's going on tour. She's coming to Fox Theater in Oakland on March 15th. Oh, shit. Yeah. Get ready. Um, Another album that came out, <laughs> Black, or Six Lack, as J. Cole <laughs> calls him, <laughs> um, that has an album called East Atlanta Love Letter. It's very kind of like this bittersweet not necessarily heartbreak, but kind of like when you watch a relationship kind of like slowly degrade over time and it's sad and bittersweet and sort of suffocating kind of vibes. Very like The weekend, Frank Ocean, Metro Boomin, plus Take Care, like the Drake album vibes. Um, in particular, I really liked Sorry. It had a lot of impactful lines, but then the beat had more movement. Um, as I said kind of earlier at some point in this episode switch I wasn't gonna I was like okay I've heard this song but it actually gave me a lot of energy for the album like it it sat well where it was and I was like I'm not gonna skip this just because I've heard it before you know like it felt right where it was situated in the album um there's a little bit of hashtag rap in there which I thought was a nice like 2013 throwback he's like learned how to kill a hook Peter Pan which oh I mean, I'm very particular about my hashtag rap. I didn't know that that was the term that you, like, used for that. I mean, I think, yeah, it just came about, I think, like, Big Sean kind of popularized it, or was, like, a big person who really spearheaded it, and everyone was like, rap is terrible now, like, hashtag rap is dumb, but, like, you can really be clever with it. Yeah. Um, The one thing that I will say about the album that I was, like, mm, could do without... The last song is like so pretty, but then the chorus is literally, I'm a love you like a stan, aw man. (laughs) Why? Like, why? I know it's my own personal problem that I like hate the word stan, but like. But no, also that's that I still find that really funny. Like imagining Black just be like, wow, wig. Like, yeah, I was. So yeah, it was, and it's the last song in the album too. So I was like feeling it, you know, I was like, man, I'm in this like 
ethereal pensive like mood and then he's like I'm gonna love you like a stan oh man I was like I'm sorry what (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah overall I thought it was I thought it was really beautiful Shall we do another album? (laughs) We have literally so many, but can't stop, won't stop. Stay with me, San Francisco. Okay, so Internet James has an album. And I know what you're thinking. Who the fuck is Internet James? And why do we insist on covering the album? (laughs) I've personally listened to it because I was like, here we go, another album. And then it was like a little baby album. It's only like 22 minutes or something like that. And yeah. then I was like, yo, Jay, did you listen to this? And then Jay was like, I know who Internet James is. And I was like, oh, oh word. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, I knew this one song, uh, Summer, which was like released as like a single before the album before this one. Or maybe it was an EP. I don't know. Who knows? But I found out about Internet James around the same time as I found out about Toby Lou. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I really liked every single song on the album. I think Internet James was on New Music Friday for that one Pusha T song. Oh, That's yeah, on this yeah, album. Yeah. And I, like, it's not that I didn't like that song, but in terms of, like, the instrumental, like, the way that Internet James is able to kind of, like, ride the beat, like, the Pusha T song was, like, fine. I get why they chose it, because it's, like, it has the Pusha features T. or whatever, yeah. but... I felt like the other songs in the album, I was like, these are just as amazing, if not more amazing. Anyway. Okay, another album. Holy fucking shit. But I actually just, I need to like walk you through this because it's, okay, guys, it's David Guetta. It's it's David Guetta, okay? It's not like a niche, like small SoundCloud like person that we know. It's in just, preparation for this, I have David not Guetta. listened to a single <laughs> song from this. Okay, Like, here's what's nuts. So I shouldn't really be a hater, and I'm not trying to be a hater. You know, in a perfect world, everything that comes out is fucking fire, and then I enjoy it all, you know? So I just, like, want the best for David Guetta. And that's, like, the approach that I took going into this album. I just, like, I wanted to like it. That said, it's not that much of a departure from everything we've been saying about David Guetta which is that it's just like an interesting emulation of like other trends in pop (laughs) but here's what's crazy and I'll take you through like the first half okay let me I'll just walk you through so like don't leave me alone full zed and a little bit of charlie xcx vibes it was like released before like we know this it's obvious it's happened okay then there's battle with this uh, Moroccan Canadian vocalist who's pretty cool. Um, we don't hide, no, we don't. This is like exactly the guitar synth from Titanium. From and this also sounds like Sia, but it's this Canadian Moroccan singer. Oh, when you said Canadian Moroccan, I thought it was gonna be some cool, like, pseudo Afrobeats kind of thing. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's just basically like a 2018 version of Titanium. Doesn't it feel like he updated his vibe but didn't update any of his perks or synths? I guess. Basically, the album sort of continues on this like pop-adjacent kind of like thing where it's like the, the whatever Walgreens brand of Advil kind of situation. <laughs> Where it's just, by the way, the Walgreens brand of Advil is just as fucking effective as actual Advil. But here's why I'm fucking hating on this. For example, there's like another song called Para Que Te Quedes with J Balvin. And it literally sounds like kind of like a weird flaccid major laser beat. And then also like 
let it be me is like the biggest waste of the standing on the corner sample you know the one where it's like it's literally just in the chorus it contributes nothing it's like why what what is the use of putting this sample in here if you're just gonna fucking like lay it out there whatever then i realized this album is 27 songs long 27 what yes 27 hello post malone <laughs> But then, but like, listen to this. Why are we listening to this? This is David Guetta. Oh. Why don't you reach for my soul? Why don't you reach for me? This is from like. Why don't you reach for my soul? No. This is song 16 on this fucking album. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. And here's the crazy thing It's like it's three minutes actually Like you'd think this song would be like seven minutes But it's actually like three minutes Very digestible oh. You know I'm just playing it until we it's get to that drop It's not true house if it's not seven minutes Shush up This is a fucking vibe you know Like this is good this is very house. This is why I feel comfortable being like kind of hating on the first half of this album because then it goes into this like pretty good like house album that I really enjoyed and it's very relate like it's very accessible. It's not like 8 minutes long per song. It actually condenses the ideas into 3 minutes. Like all of his sensibility that he used from his kind of like pop production, he was like I want to show people or I assume I I'm putting words into David Guetta's mouth at this point but it's like putting it in this nice package where people actually appreciate these sounds without having to have the acquired taste of house already yeah you know and that's why I was like that's why it's like yo what the hell is this first half of this album like there's like 600 songs that exist like this already and then this really cool house album that you like tacked on to the end I just don't I don't understand you know it's so confusing. Why are they the same album? Well, I think they're two discs, actually, but it's, like, format... Like, it, they didn't... Spot, I mean, they still, didn't... like, even for two discs, that's, like, why... This is what I want to ask David Guetta, like, oh, you know, if you had to pick which one, like, you had more fun making or, like, whatever, I'm so curious, because that's the thing, like, did you... Like, I felt like that song reached for me, and I really liked Freedom. There was a bunch of good songs on there. Like, the synths, the perks, they made sense. They sounded natural. Yeah. You know, it's like when you hear someone speak a language that they've taken for like three years, they're pretty fucking good at it, but you can still tell it's different from when they speak their own language fluently. When they're speaking their native language, they like make jokes, like it's fun, like whatever. That's how I felt listening to the second half of this album. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. So David Guetta came out with two albums, essentially. I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I probably not that hot, but I like the second half better. Yeah. Honestly, there are definitely a couple bops like there. There's some for sure like guilty pleasure songs on the first half of the album. But in terms of like what I feel like proud of David Guetta for is probably more the second half of the album. Yeah. It's whatever second disc of the yeah. album. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that happened. Other albums I really enjoyed it. Brandon Coleman, who is this guy who is the Kamasi Washington keyboardist. He released an album and it's kind of like. Daft Punk, Flying Lotus, Thundercat with a little bit of Chromeo vibes in there. Um, and Jungle had like a cute sort of funky retro set of songs a while back, that heavy California song and like Cherry and House in L.A. Um, so they released an album 
and it was fun disco-y Black Keys-esque vocals, a little bit of Bonnie Vare in there in terms of style. Um, Smile, Beat 54, and Pray were probably my favorites, but yeah, just a, just a quick rundown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last album. But I not swear. least. I swear. <laughs> um, so Yayan finally came out with uh, his album, which um has like boys that dance you know that one that i played in like episode fucking like two is this the north wales guy or the south north wales yeah the one who like like is the pronunciation changes based on whether you're from the south or north wales (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. and it was like in the bay area or whatever Mm -hmm. i think he's like moving to london or some shit like that i don't know anyways uh so that album came out it has like all of the songs that he has previously released like a honey lavender and uh please stop talking and closure and boys the dance and it's like kind of interesting because all the ones that weren't previously released are this like really chill like tone and somehow it makes sense when you like play it all the way through like in order but if you were to play it like any of these songs like out of order you'd be like are you sure that this is on the same album because <laughs> these are like definitely different moods but somehow it works uh, one song that I wanted to call out that is, like, new is Ramona, mostly because I found the reference funny, because it's, like, about, like, the reference is, like, Ramona Flowers, the character from Scott Pilgrim. I was sort of hoping it was Ramona, you know, those series of books where she's, like, a troublemaker. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. Because the chorus is, I've got that. seven evil exes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the crazy part about that song is that I was, like, listening to it, and in the background there's this chord progression that loops and I was like why does this sound like kind of familiar and it's because it was also in like a a Jersey Club remix from like 2015 with like a lot of bed squeak sample in it and but like I feel like chord progressions are pretty common oh no but it was like like one four five it was the same synth the same pattern what do you mean and there was a time where I also found that in a sample pack that I own. So you have Yahyan's sample pack. <laughs> Wait, can you like explain what you mean though? Because I feel like chord progressions are kind of common. Okay. This is the beginning of the song, but I'm just gonna like skip in to the middle where it like solos the chord progression. Okay, so right here. This is very pretty. I know. And that's why I was like not complaining because it's like, I don't care if this is like from any kind of sample pack because this is like lit and I would too. Yeah. And I think it it kind of fits with the vocal vibes. And now here's the other one. It's literally the same. Yeah. So literally the same. Yeah. Like the riffs are the same too. It's not even just like the progression. Whoa. And here comes the thank loop. Oh, wow, shit. I'm, like, not mad that Yayan sampled this because they're so different that, like... Yeah, no, but it was just funny because I remember it so specifically because that's my favorite part of that song. Mm -hmm. So that was Ramona, but just generally the album was, like, cool and fun listen so i would recommend and with that 
It's backtrack time. You ready? Yeah. The question is like, is, am I ready? You know? Yeah. Here we go. Track 14, Miss Calls, that's definitely one of my favorites on the album. Um, something completely new. I've never heard anything like it. Um, sounds like, you know, some postal service type sounds. Real, real cool, you know, sounds that you can't even really describe what the instruments are. Um, and that really kind of talks about the struggle between a dude who's on his grind chasing his dream and a girl, you know, maybe back home who just is having trouble keeping up with everything. This shit gets me every time. this is kind of like what we do when artists pass on and so a week or maybe two weeks ago Mac Miller um, was found dead in his home in California right before he was going to start his tour with Thundercat and JID and right after he released his album Swimming which I loved like so so much Mm -hmm. Um, really hoping his family and friends and loved ones are doing okay in this really really shocking and sad time I'm honestly like still kind of processing it because it was just so sudden yeah uh it honestly seems like everyone in the industry is still kind of processing it like everyone from like J. Cole to Lil Xan was like very shaken up yeah but anyways here we go my backtrack is Missed Calls by Mac Miller from his debut album Blue Slide Park I was kind of debating between Under the Weather because it was like such a good precursor stylistically to the swimming album and One Last Thing, which is like very significant and English Lane because I like love a good intro as we've noted before. But I feel like I really like Mac Miller and he was always an artist that I wanted to see succeed, you know, like from the early days of sort of seeing him continually pop up on blogs with like Kool-Aid and frozen pizza and like kids to when like Blue Slide Park came out and then I kind of bought in and was like, all right, I'm going to like give this a listen for real. And then I like actually Mm -hmm. became a fan. So I'm not like day one or anything, but like I feel like I've watched him rise to the prominence that, you know, and he always just had this very raw, genuine sense about him. Like you can kind of hear his ability to express that continually like evolve over his career, Mm -hmm. but you can still hear those sort of same ideas in blue slide park. Like he just had this sense, like what he was rapping about was what he actually felt, you know, like there's like a deep, like integrity there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like some rappers, you're just kind of like, okay, I can kind of relate to what this what this rapper is saying like analogously in my own life mm-hmm. kind of thing but mac miller had this way about him where like the things that he was saying successfully communicated how he felt and made me feel those ways about how he felt 
about mm-hmm. them. You know, like there's like a much more of like a deeper intimate sense there. And I kind of feel like that's how he um, like went beyond and kind of outlasted these other white boy frat rapper type of characters that were around kind of in like 2010 to 2013 mm-hmm. in their heyday. Um, Blue Slide Park is an album that I kind of always come back to, not necessarily because of like the bars, as we heard in Miss Calls. Literally, the first line is like long days, longer nights. And the opening line of the album is like, don't even know my schedule levels reaching several, which is like fine for your friend who is like rapping in high school, you know, like, <laughs> like whatever he's got, he's gone way better, you know? So that's why I feel like fine saying that. Yeah. Um, but because of like, there's just such a sheer palpable like effort and range behind that album, you know, like yeah. th- there's so much like to to take a part there like he tries so much and clearly put so much of himself into it and i personally felt like that really came to fruition in the instrumentation of missed calls and also one last thing but here's the part of missed calls that i really really love like the panned piano here too and the, like the violin that's coming in but especially this chord progression here so I love that instrumentation. It's so beautiful. Like the chord progression is wonderful. And I like, um, and it, like there's like that kind of twinkling that's happening there and with like the little bell synths in the back. And then mm-hmm. it really does communicate this like postal service kind of vibe yeah and i like the kind of like symbol thing that is like the riser into the second bit of that chorus i just Mm -hmm. feel like that really communicated that like rise in energy very well i also loved hearing mac miller talk about the sound that he created and that's why i included the commentary as part of the backtrack because i feel like it's so fucking genuine to say this doesn't sound like anything else except for obviously postal service which he himself said it sounded like but i just feel like there's such a genuine sense there that he's not trying to be like and it sounds like this like amazing thing that we like created from this like old sample and the whatever you know he's so genuine about what he has heard before and what he's experienced before and the type of sound that he's like oh i think this is so different that it's like cool to see someone like geek out about that without worrying oh like do i sound legit enough or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, I love this song. I love this album. I love Mac Miller and I listened to this whole album when it came out and now it takes me back to that like East coast weather, East coast fall, like makes my heart kind of hurt a little bit. You know, when you huh. look at pictures and they're not like fucking like retina 4k fucking HD shit, but they are like accurate to how that moment felt. Yeah. Like that is like blue slide park for me. Mm-hmm. And I then recently re-listened to the commentary album and I feel super strongly that Blue Slide Park is like a proper precursor to swimming in the sense that they're both self-reflective. Yeah. Like Blue Slide Park, Max, like a little BB in swimming. He's like much more pensive and thoughtful. Like he's slowed down to breathe a little bit more and beyond themes. Like both albums have no features. So like to yeah. me that is like they are even more of like a raw expression of who Mac was at the points of releasing those albums. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah. You know, I just feel like he was so talented and fun and quirky, and even though I'm still, like, really, really, really sad that he is gone, I feel like 
I and probably everyone else who knew him or enjoyed his music will always remember him as this kind of wonderful human who was kind and relatable and generous and witty and always had this kind of like cute sheepish childlike grin you know with his like wide eyes and like very like thick eyebrows and stuff (laughs) and he was just the best and that's all there is to it you know rest in peace mac miller i'm like literally gonna cry but he was such a happy guy you know like i gotta keep it i gotta keep it up such a great musician such great art that's my backtrack period thank you mac miller for everything yeah you want to lift the spirits a little bit i literally need it so much please help him okay Holy fuck. Standing in a crowded room and I can't see your face. I love the echo. Put your arms this piano is so classic. Okay. <laughs> this is what I need right now. In my mind, I'm running around a cold and empty. I always love this, like, kind of like bloopy synth. Mm-hmm. I never heard it in just anything else. Like, just this. Yeah. like not dance at least a little bit to this so that is hold my hand by just glenn the la youth remix um when did that come out maybe that was 2015 2014 Mm, spring of 2015 yeah Oh, yeah. No, I do remember what it was next to in my likes now. My mm-hmm. SoundCloud likes. It was kind of near, like, spring break, junior year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Man, we listened to that song so many times. Mm-hmm. I, like, have a distinct memory of us being at the mall and, like, sharing in- <laughs> sharing earbuds. Bye, like, pod. At- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel like Lil Youth does a very good job of remixing something in a way that preserves the original vibe, but takes it to another level. Like, I really enjoy these, like, very tasteful remixes. Yeah, and I think that this one, I think, is, like, special because it's Jess Glenn, and Jess Glenn is extremely suited to, like, these fun, housey vibes. Mm -hmm. Like, seeing as her features on Clean Bandits are, like so classic true um i don't know i just like wanted to like (laughs) raise you that (laughs) (laughs) i really did need something like happy and optimistic and like beautiful yeah and it's just so like fun and peppy and like always brings such a good energy yeah just that song specifically yeah for sure (sighs) all right so um we did it. We covered like more than 10 albums. Hopefully you guys enjoy listening to those albums and we gave them like sufficient 
dap so that you go check them out. Yeah. That's the ideal, you know? Yeah, the question is, how long is this episode? <laughs> I know, it's about to be really long, but it's a thick boy and we skipped a week, and so, like, that's that's just, like, how it's how it be. Yeah. You know? But we did it. We got up, we got out. Anyways, you should probably uh, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to our stuff, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Or tweet at us. Just, like, I don't know, interact with us. It makes makes yeah. me feel happy <laughs> talk to us talk to us go to our website go look at this companion oh seriously though do look at the companion playlist because it's got other shit that like came out that we didn't talk yeah, about yeah especially this week um but yeah i uh i think that's about it see you guys next week Be the best day ever. If it ain't about the dream, then it ain't about me. Go a couple fools.